You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Cow Corner. We're here um, backing up our emergency IPL podcast last week to have another look at the IPL and update uh, what's going on over there. It's been busy, it's hectic, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, as always, I'm joined uh, by Zach. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's been a bit of a hectic week, but yeah, really enjoyed the IPL again. But yeah. And joining us this week, very special guest from episode two maybe three i can't i should have done my homework before we started uh, our london correspondent will how are you doing mate hey i'm doing very well i'm enjoying getting through my work from home days watching the ipl yeah you two work from home which is you know must be great for you to keep up with the ipl i'm here just really desperately trying to catch up on what's happening um will wh- how have you enjoyed the ipl you know me and zach kind of touched on this last week but how are you enjoying it obviously no fans out in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been quite enjoyably chaotic so far in that none of the sort of big names had a great first week. It wasn't quite clear even who were the best teams initially early on. You had a lot of very dodgy performances from people like Virat Kohli, who I know you touched on last week. At the same time, exciting performances from some of the younger Indian players, people like Sanju Samson who so far is the only Rajasthan Royal to turn up on any level. Um, so, yeah, it's been really enjoyable to see sort of some of the different storylines. And it's it's sort of coalescing now into a pretty coherent shape, um, which in some ways is a bit of a shame because you kind of know who are the good teams and who are the bad. Um, but, yeah, it's been enjoyably chaotic, I would say. I, I spot on, actually. Enjoyably chaotic is such a good phrase. I've, it, there's just so much of it that I find hard to keep up. What I did enjoy, I do like a day game, you know, on the weekend when they play mm. a day game. The whole thing looks different in the light. I don't know why. I feel like the game's a little bit more chaotic like that. Yeah, I just think the fact that like on a Saturday you can wake up and from 11am till 7pm there's back-to-back <laughs> IPL <laughs> non-stop for eight hours, especially last weekend when it was an international break, so there was no football really. So the fact we had eight hours of IPL was really nice. It's it a was... beautiful weekend experience. 
I would throw in the mix there though. There is something wonderfully wonderful about nighttime games because you get the beautiful experience of watching Viracoli stare at a ball dropping in the lights and you know he's going to drop it and he does and he's so angry with himself. I don't think we spoke about that last week actually Zach is those two drops Cody had um who were they playing I think was it Rajasthan no it wasn't Rajasthan either um, way they were two they were so simple and he shelled them both I've never seen a man so angry and I, lo- I love seeing him angry because I'm I'm not a huge fan of him as a bloke he's know. angriest because you know that you can tell in his eyes that he's then lost the right to shout his teammates which is what he really <laughs> enjoys doing he's just he's just the most emotional bloke ever like Every time a bowler gets a wicket, it's his wicket. He feels it. And I, I mean, I also don't really like him that much, but I like that side of him. The fact that you know exactly what Virat Kohli is thinking at all times. And he's so keen. Like today there was a review that he went for that he really shouldn't have gone for. But because the bowler seemed a bit keen, he was like, yeah, come on, let's get a wicket. And it's just, it's really great to see. And uh, we'll come on to this as we get into the podcast, but we just spoke off air that all the players we slated last week, Zach, have had a, a real nice run of form this week. So, you know, the great armchair pundits that we are, we're really, you know, on the finger on the pulse of this IPL, aren't we? Um, we'll work through, like we did last week, team by team, according to the league table as it stands at the minute. We're recording on Monday night, Monday the 12th, and um, there's been a, well, a new leader from last week. Mumbai Indians played seven, won five, lost two. Um, luckily, actually, this week, all teams have played the same amount. So this is a really true league take we got in the minute. And, I mean, gee, the Mumbai Indians are really, really good. And oh, I think we said that last week. But um, Kieran Pollard, right, for me, evergreen. How is he still going? He looks like he's struggling, but how is he still going? I mean, yeah, he, 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 looks, he looks like he's struggling every time he's bowling. But... <laughs> But I, I don't know. He's still going. He's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, I don't know. He just seems to always do it. And there was, there was a game where he didn't even bat. And he bowled an over. But he's just happy. And he's enjoying it. And he'll pull off an amazing catch. He pulled off an amazing catch at some point this week. I think uh, both the players, well, we said both all the players that we slated last week have done really well. Two of them that we said, we didn't slate them, but we said they weren't doing so well, were Surya Kumar Yadav, who now has come back with back-to-back 50s in the two games this week and Bumrah who took four wickets in one game and has been going at about six and over after we slated his economy last week. So mm-hmm. that's great to see. You know, we love seeing Bumrah. <laughs> He's such an asset. And I saw in a game in the week, again, forgive me, I can't remember. They all blend into one. I can't pick which team's playing which at the minute, but he's a great asset to bring on, you know, 13th or 14th over when it's normally quiet and just really either take a wicket or go for like, you know, six in that quite important over um, I'm surprised by Trent Bolt. Um, he's actually looking quite useful at the top. Should I be? He just doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would make it into the IPL, like a good player for New Zealand, but not an IPL kind of guy. I mean, yeah, I, I really like Trent Bolt. I don't know. I I thought he was, he, like last year he played for Delhi and didn't really play much. And then I was kind of, it was kind of another, another player that they, like they dropped him and Mumbai picked him up and I was kind of thinking maybe he'll play a bit, but, He's played really well. He bowls well up top, and we talked about they've just got they've got a great attack because they've got an amazing. I mean, they've got arguably the best bowler in the world in Bumrah, so it's a lot easier to you know have a have a, an overseas bowler who bowls primarily up top when you've got a bowler who can just bowl four overs at the death for about twenty runs. And the Pandya brothers, um, I mean, Hardik sort of. We spoke about this again last week. Hardik sort of the 
the showbiz one. Will, what do you reckon to Crunel Pandya? His his slow left arms look really useful to me. I think he could be a useful player for India one day. Maybe is he? Will he make the cut? I think the, the weird thing about both of the Pandyas is that they're a lot older than I sort of think they are in my head. Um, so I I sort of assume that they're oh, one for India one day. Crunel's like thirty years old. Um, or pushing on, on 30s. Uh, 28 25. years and 270 days. There you go. Um, <laughs> so that he's he, he's a weird one. I still can't quite work out what he bowls or particularly how he wants to bat, but he's always a useful guy to have around. Um, and I think that's probably um, the, the sort of biggest strength that Mumbai have and probably why Trent Bolt has bowled pretty well and they've all come up with contributions and Pollard as well. None of them are being asked to do massive amounts. None of them are being asked to play hero ball. They've got so many players who can come in and do a job. And if one of them has an off day, it doesn't matter a huge amount. <laughs> um, and I think that both of the Pandyas fall into that category of being sort of luxury options. Hardik especially, who on his day can win a match, but also he's had plenty of games where he's offered not a huge amount at all. And Mumbai have still won because that's the strength and depth that they've got. Um, and that probably means... For me, they have to still be the favourite. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, Zach, are they still, you know, as, ba- as balanced as you mentioned last week? Um, you know, not, not much has changed. Uh, a huge win against Delhi, though, um, yesterday, uh, Sunday. So are, are they your favourites as well? Or did Delhi still inch that for you? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Will basically said they were very balanced as well. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I, I tried to leave without the word out. Tried to leave the word out, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Like you said, like the Pandyas are great, but they're they're like a luxury. Hardik's, I think he's got a bit of a shoulder injury, so he isn't bowling this year at the moment, which means it's kind of a luxury to have. That it's amazing that they can still fit him in the side. I mean, obviously he's an amazing, powerful lower order batsman, but he was in the India team in the World Cup because he bowled a bit as well. And the fact that they've still got space in their team shows just how much of a strength and depth they've got. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm. The strength and depth is huge. I'm just looking at their squad now, and you know, I think James Patterson's actually been very useful. I find these Australian players get picked most because there's lots of Australian coaches around the IPL. But you know, even Mitch McLennan, I'm chucking this one out there. He'd be useful to have in, and they've got Chris Lynn on the squad as well, who, um, you know, sort of fires in the BBL but less in the IPL. So. I think again, they're definitely one of our top four. And I think if I think we're that deep into the uh, the tournament now that we can probably start making the predictions across the episode. Um, let's move into second place, the Delhi Capitals. Just before oh, sorry, we move mate, on, on from from Mumbai, because you mentioned future India stars, mm. special mention for Ishan Kishan, who yeah. I I can't remember if this was uh, before your previous podcast or in the last week, but his 99 against RCB. <laughs> tries to get a six to win it and hoofs it straight into fielder and, and unfortunately has a little cry on the <laughs> sideline. Um, but it was he put in a magnificent innings um, and he's definitely looked like one of the younger bright stars in the IPL. I rate that as well, taking one from the team there. You know, not yeah. just nudging one. You've got a lot of respect for that. Um, a, a lot of depth there. Let, let's go on to Delhi then. They were top when we spoke last week. Um, that loss to Mumbai has um, put them into second place. Only on net run rate, though, they have won five and lost two. That loss to Mumbai seemed pretty big for them. I think if they won that, they'd have been, you know, running away favourites. They beat Rajasthan in the week as well. Um, and that great game against RCB that Will just mentioned. Um, 
But lost to Mumbai, you know, would that hurt them too much or was that two good teams kind of battling out? Two teams that might be in the final. Yeah, I mean, for me, they're, they're the two teams that are going to be in the final. They seem like they're just far and away above the, the rest of the teams. Disappointing game for them. I thought like they didn't quite have, just didn't quite put enough runs on the board. And Mumbai bowled well. Rabada didn't take that many wickets, but, you know, he still, I mean, I say he didn't take, he still took two wickets, but it almost felt like it wasn't enough. And it was a bit disappointing because it's Rabada. Uh, we had Hetmeyer actually produce a decent performance in the game before against RR, hitting 45 from 24. So it was nice to see him do well after their, their top four, usually so good. Stoyne is still doing well. I think the fact that Richard Pant's injured will be a bit of a big loss for them because it meant that Alex Carey had to come in. And then Hetmeyer had to drop out. And Alex Carey, I mean, did kind of what Alex Carey did, apart mm-hmm. from the final, uh, the final, one of those ODIs. He did what he did in the in the T20 series against England. 14 from nine. He was not out, but he didn't look very comfortable. He looks really out of nick, and I don't think the IPL is a place to find some nick there. Um, I agree with that. Delhi have also lost Ishant Sharma this week um, to injury. Uh, not, I think he played one game, maybe, I think we said. Um, so not, not a massive loss on their part. But isn't it crazy how one injury, especially to an Indian player, having to then bring in an overseas really shakes the whole squad up there? Will, do you still see Delhi as a, as a top four team or even a top two team? They'll definitely make the top four. Um, and I, I wouldn't put it past them making the finals. I think they probably would be up there I think if we, we'll probably get on to, to some of the other teams and onto predictions later I, I think they'll probably make the top four but but not make the final um Ishan Sharma is a massive loss because um, they do look one bowler light without him um again I can't remember what the game was because as you say they, they all blur together a bit but there was, <laughs> there was a game a couple of nights ago where they had uh, Stoinis bowling the last over um with about seven to defend went for a four last ball and didn't really look comfortable playing that role at all um Rabada's obviously, I mean, had a great IPL as he always does. Um, but without Ishan, I think they are probably one bowler light. The the brilliant thing about Delhi and why I love watching them is they have the best wild card in the IPL in the form of Rashad Pant. Because, I mean, whatever, however well Delhi do, basically determines you roll a dice, you see what Pant feels like doing on a given day. <laughs> does he want to smash four sixes in a row? Does he want to throw his bat across the pitch? That that will pretty much determine whether or not Delhi have a successful IPL. Um, so it's again, it's a shame that he's missing a week, but hopefully he can he can come back strong. Uh, it's a hamstring injury ruling him out, so hopefully not too long. Um, yeah, Alex Carey's 14 off nine is pretty uninspiring, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really with you on Marcus Stoinis as their you know final over bowler. I don't think that's quite his role. I think he's more of a a middle overs, you know, shut up shop, go for seven and over kind of bowler, especially I think his his weight is more heavily in the batting. Um, Shikhar Darwan looked really sharp uh, against Mumbai in the loss, but um, 69 or 52, I think him and Shaw opened the batting at, at one of the better opening partnerships yeah. um, in the IPO at the minute. Um, Ejink Rahani has to come in for the game against Mumbai and his 15 or 15 looked a little bit... Um, you know, slow, one might say. And we spoke about this off air, and I'll, I'll come to you on this, Zach. Is he, you said the, the commentators often like speaking about how classically he is at batting, but is he not quite as good at Kane Williamson as that? Is he, or, or am I underselling him there? I don't know. I feel like it'd be nice to see if he can do better in a run of games, because he, he looked, 
I mean, I say he looked good because obviously he always looks good. And he looked good at the start, but he couldn't go anywhere with it. He played a couple of nice um, back foot cut shots. And I was like, OK, maybe he can. It was quite uh, it was quite early on because Pretty Shaw had got out for four. And I was like, OK, in the power play, he can knock it around. He can get himself in and he can go at 120, 130 and can be good here because his techniques are amazing, like the commentators were loving saying. But he'll I mean, he'll, he's going to get a chance now because of uh uh, Richard Pant being out for a week, so it'll be interesting to see how he does in the next couple of games. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I'm exactly with you on that. Um, Delhi have got Rajasthan on Wednesday, CSK on Saturday, and then Kings Eleven, uh, the free hit uh, a week tomorrow. Um, they still look pretty strong, and we're getting you know right in the thick of um, this IPL. I'm not sure many people would have had them at the start uh, to be doing as well as they did. Um, let's move on to the third place team. We're looking at RCB, who. Again, we slated last week, Zach. We've had a bit of a mare here. Um, you know, tied at the top now. So we've got um, Mumbai first, Delhi second, RCB third, separated only by net run rate. All 1-5 lost to RCB's run rate is minus uh, 0.116. Um, a great week for them since we last spoke. Um, huge wins um, against CSK and a thumping win today against KKR, winning by 82 runs. Coley's come alive again. I didn't, ex- you know, I wouldn't doubt his fight, but how good has he looked with the bat, especially? Obviously. Yeah, he looked he looked so good, hitting 90 off of about 55 balls uh, against Chennai. Yeah. And then today, he, today he couldn't. He, he it seemed like he couldn't hit a boundary for quite a long time, but then AB came and joined him and was and was brilliant. Yeah. I think uh, for me, they're the team that's benefiting most with these pitches slowing up. Because it seems like the pitches are slowing up, and especially at Sharjah, we're not seeing 220 plays 220. And I think um, RCB with uh, Chahal and Washington Sunder to, are the team that kind of is going to going to benefit from that. And although last week I said there's there's no way they're getting in the top four, I now uh, I'm going to go back on that completely. <laughs> and I think they will because their seam bowlers aren't doing it. They're still not doing it. But those two those two spinners, Chahal's been fantastic he's the i think he's the highest wicket taking spinner in the tournament and that's going to continue as the pitches get slower and slower um i don't think he got man of the match today um but ben stokes tweeted that chahal should have got man of the match um he's one for 12 at charger as well he mentioned how small those boundaries are um he's been really really good and i think i'm just going to echo what zach said there on, on the spinners um washington sundar he's been fantastic he's at two for 20 today uh, against KKR again is, is he a, a future starlet for India or is he a really solid player who's you know going to have a great IPL career maybe not an international one I think he's more he's more the latter he's, he's a, he occupies that slightly weird role of being an all-rounder but really I think he's batting too high up than he wants to and he's better off just being regarded as an excellent spinner um, but as we'll discuss throughout this whole podcast India have not exactly got a shortage of those at the moment, so I think he's, he's probably a little bit more of a utility man for the for the national side. Um, Josh Phillippe's found his way out of the Royal Challengers team, and they've brought in Chris Morris as their the sort of swap for the um, overseas player, and I think that's worked really well. Um, he's looked really handy again, a bit like um, Ironrick Norkia at um, Delhi, not just because they're both South African, but both they kind of go under the radar, I think, in international cricket, but they're doing a really good job. Um, in the IPL so far Morris again is useful enough with the bat he took two for again today 
it's a shame not to see Josh Philippi in there, but Zach, what do you think about that swap from RCB for their uh, overseas player? Yeah, well, it seems like they've kind of tried quite a few options. The commentators have been making a point of this. The teams that lose seem to just be changing the team every mm-hmm. single game. And since they've started winning, well, with Chris Morris in there, it doesn't look like they're going to change that much because they have Aaron Finch, AB, uh, Chris Morris, and I can't remember who else the other... Uh, the, uh, other one's gonna, the other one's going to be... Uh, Moeen Ali. Yes. Oh, my God, Moeen. He's, he's only played one game. He has only played play. the one game. Yeah, but so Moeen Ali's not playing. Adam Zappa's not playing. Oh, oh hold on. Udana. 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 There you go. The other one. Udana's in there. You got it. So Udana as well. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, they've swapped up. Zampa had a, Zampa had a couple games. Got ill. Moeen Ali had a game, you know, did what Moeen's been doing for the last two years. <laughs> and now Chris Morris is coming in there winning games and he's bowling quite well. He's also pretty handy with the bat, lower down the order. Yeah. A, good, a solid number eight. Not that they've really needed it. Not that they've needed a number eight in the two games. <laughs> I've been a huge but, hole in the RCB team at number eight, you know. A solid crying out for a batsman there. Yeah, so I think, I think he'll stay in the team. He's not gone for too many runs. So, yeah pretty good swap for them yeah again one of them where they're just not going to change if it's a winning formula um since you last spoke i said good wins against csk and then kkr's today they face uh kings 11 on thursday so again you know an absolute home run for them um if we look at some of the other players we slated um ab and aaron finch i mean they only lost two wickets in their innings today finch with 47 off 37 and davilias with an explosive 73 off 33 I mean, for my money, Aaron Finch is one of the best T20 openers. Is he fulfilling that role, do you reckon, Will? Is he still... Because for me, he's a bit hot and cold as well, especially as IPL. But 47 off 37, although it isn't as explosive as AB, is incredibly useful for an opener. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think hot and cold describes a lot of the, the big name players in the IPL this year. Whether that's because of the sort of lack of preparation and, and all of everything surrounding the pandemic coming in. Mm-hmm. Um it's a weird one with RCB where they do, they they lack batting depth compared to some of the other sides and they don't really have a sort of big hitting number five or six that you want to come in and get those closing runs. So they are very reliant on two of the opening three putting in excellent performances um, and with Coley and Finch both having slightly dodgy openings, um, that made that whole equation look pretty bad for them. Um, but as you say, they've turned it around massively in the last week. Um, and I agree with you. They, all three of them have played some great cricket. I, I, I like that point you make about the, the depth in batting for them. Just looking at today. So after De Villiers comes Washington Sundar, who you just mentioned is in that bit of a weird position where he's mostly there for his bowling. Uh, Shivam Dube, who I've seen hit a few, and then Chris Morris. So what you've got there is three players who can sort of hit it sometimes, maybe. Um, so yeah, maybe if, if RCB can keep what they've been doing up in that top four kind of hitting hard, then they might be able to get away with it because their bowling and their spinners are fantastic. Um, let's move on from them um, into fourth place. So now out of that tie for first, one game behind KKR. So played seven, one, four, lost three. Zach, they're, uh, they're your teammates. So come on. What's been going on? Talk us through the past week. So first of all, last week we focused on how average Dinesh Kartik is, and then he went and hit 20 ball 50. Of course, uh, today <laughs> it was such a good knock as well. It was such a good knock. Yeah, it was so classic. And then today he didn't do much. 
today there was lots of comments on how on their poor on poor captaincy again from KKR. They got battered, but they 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 won two games this week. Both times they were in a massively losing position, but the other team seemed to bottle the chase. We'll come on to both those teams. Uh, Tripati came in, hit 80, then didn't hit hit 80 opening up, then hit I think about four, and then they moved him down to seven. Banton finally had his first game and didn't do much. And then today they only played one spinner because Sunil Narayan dropped out. I think there's actually a, an ongoing investigation over him. I'm not exactly sure on the details of that. Uh, and they only played one spinner on a really slow pitch. So potentially poor management from Brendan McCullum, potentially poor captaincy from Dinesh Kartik. Yeah, I mean, you... Last week, I was so shocked to hear how much you disliked Dinesh Kartik. I, I didn't, I didn't really know where that was coming from. I don't know where that seed of anger had been born, but he had a great week. Um, his 50 off 29 was was unbelievable and got them against Kings 11 to a really competitive score. Um, and it was telling in the end. We'll, we'll come to that game in a second, actually. Um, yeah, he's a great. Well, one thing that annoys about him is his is his helmet. It's not. It's it's different than any other helmet anybody has. Um, Will don't pull that face at me. Um, it's like it's not like a Shrey one or a Missouri one that everyone wears. It's like a Grey Nichols one maybe that's too flat on the back. I don't know. This is this is a, a really niche point. Let's move on quickly. Um, Morgan, Morgan. Let's talk about Owen Morgan. We spoke about him last week um, as wanting to kind of kick on in this. Against Kings Eleven on a slowish wicket, 24 off 23. Not much again today against RCB. I can't see him getting dropped, but Will, what do you think of him? And how do you think he suits KKR as one of their really important overseas players? Um, I think he's had a weird season in that, in some ways, he fits KKR really, really well. In that you've had times where he's looked like the captain. He's the one who goes over to the bowler and has a chat and sometimes does a bit of cheeky field repositioning. <laughs> in a way that when Dinesh Kartik is is perhaps not necessarily the best or the most vocal captain, Owen Morgan fills a really important role for them. On the other hand, with his batting performances, I can't quite tell whether he's chosen to bat where he is or whether he's comfortable doing that, or if that's something that they've looked at him and said, you can be our closing big hitter and, and ask him to do that role. But he doesn't look particularly comfortable coming in at five or sometimes even six. I think he came in at um, possibly four today. So he's still kind of, finding exactly what his contribution to that team with the bat should be. Um, but with that said, KKR have, have done enough so far to put themselves in top four contention while still figuring out the lineup and, and the game plan, which is not a horrible position to be in. Um, and if they can put themselves in into the top four and have Owen Morgan coming in at four or five, it's a great position to be in. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make, that they, they just don't seem to know their batting order. The other day, Sunil they moved Sunil out of the opening position, but then brought him in at four ahead of Owen Morgan, and it just seemed like such a weird mm-hmm. thing. And they, they seem to just be so like undecided on their batting order, and they really need to they need to nail that down for a push towards the playoffs, because you can't, you can't be moving them around and expect to get anywhere near that final, really. Yeah. I think it's a shame that Banton didn't have a standout performance today, because he, he does look like he fits into that lineup really, really well. Um, but hopefully he gets another opportunity. So I'm really happy to see they've, they've binned off the Narayan experiment. I call it an experiment. It, it worked and then didn't work, but they carried on anyway. Um, did he even, did he even play today? Was he was he in the squad still? There, there, I, there was there was something that came out today that was like the, the, the KKR did a statement 
on Sunil Narayan and it was it was that there's an investigation going on around Sunil Narayan. I'm not sure what is to do with it. It didn't really say much. I kind of gave the impression it was around something to do with uh, match fixing or something. But really, oh. it, was, it was very well, much. A, I'd see that it was worse. around his bowling action. Oh, well, he got, through, he got pulled for his bowling action in the week. Um, he played the game against Kings Eleven. Zach just dropped the match fixing bomb on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely got so he got moved down the top of the order before the Kings Eleven game and came in. I don't think he batted. He kept getting sliding down the order as people came in because I think they realised his batting is useless. You know, bowled all right, but then at the after the game got pulled for his action, not during, and it was like it was like his first mm. warning. So do you reckon today's rest was him them just checking his action over? I mean. You're, like, that's definitely right. I just saw a very vague, a really, really vague statement from KKR before the game today on Twitter. They posted and it was it was probably about 100 words. And all yeah. it said was an ongoing investigation and they weren't really allowed to release any more info. So from that, I was like, it sounds really fishy. Because <laughs> if, if it was going to be about their about his bowling action, you you think they might just say it was to do with that. But because it sounded so fishy, I was like, must be match fixing. KKR have just led you right on there, haven't they? That this vague statement just got people talking. Um, either way, whatever it is, whatever they're investigating, I'm just glad he's not opening the bat anymore because it was just a bit tragic, to be honest. And it was fun back in the day, don't get me wrong, but, you know, let's leave that there. Um, Shubman Gill, a great partnership with Karthik against the Kings Eleven. Um, you know, a great opening batsman. I'd love to see him and Tom Banton. Well, they opened today, but we didn't go so well. But... If those two can get going, that would be fantastic. Um, I've got a question for both of you on Dre Russ, Andre Russell. Um, on the coverage, they put out a little, um, you know, like interactive tweet thing, you know, for the fans. Um, Zach's nodding. He, he knows what's coming here. And they asked, is Andre Russell's batting or bowling more important for KKR? Um, off the top of my head, they said, I think the public voted batting. Um, and I think I'd lean toward that, but he's not showed up yet with the bat. I want to know what you two think. I just, I can't believe you, you aren't getting involved in the fan polls on the IPL app. <laughs> when I'm watching the game, I'm all on the fan polls, seeing who's, seeing, just voting and having my say. And then, you know, seeing what comes out, whether the public agree with me. And yeah, I agree with the public on this one. I think his batting's way more important. Although this season, it's really not shown it. Last season, he, he seems to be bowling more. And then, but then batting not as well this year. But his his bowling, he 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 looks a bit. I mean, he always looks a bit injured. I feel like Jay Russ is always a bit injured, and it seems to affect his bowling more than his batting. It's it's like Kieran Pollard as well, another West Indian. They both look like they're struggling when they run into bowl. I don't know if it's just something to do with their action or their rhythm in their run up, but he always looks like he's on the verge of going off injured. I'd love to make a needless debate out of this for the for the for the clicks, but yeah, his I agree with the public and Zach. His, his batting's more important. Um, it's disappointing that he's not quite hit the heights this season because he had a ridiculous IPO last year. I mean, he he looked like the one who came in and made the entire sport just look like a toy. He was smashing it wherever he fancied. Um, I think it's an interesting comparison with how well Pollard's played at times because um, in some ways there are these similar roles, but where Pollard has to do it sort of maybe one in four games for his side to win. There's so much more pressure on Russell because the top order, other than Gill, just haven't offered enough, which means he comes in often way earlier than he wants to or come in in the 11th or 12th over and be asked to slog it. And he's clearly, a bit like we've said at, at times, possibly on this podcast, 
when Joss Butler playing for England, he's not quite sure whether he's supposed to go out and play T20 ball or whether he's trying to be sensible. Russell looked a little bit caught in two minds this season, I think, um, and not helped by what's around him. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because he did that a couple of times last year and it worked really well. He'd come in a bit earlier and he'd, just, he'd managed to hit all the things, but it seems like this season, because it's happening every time, it's like it's like yeah he, he it's not that he can't be bothered but it's almost like oh what you you want me to hit 100 meter sixes for 10 overs I, that's not how it works sorry guys i think we could have a great like clickbaity title here for this podcast you know will said what about andre russell's bowling question mark you know shocked emoji that'll get that'll reel the listeners in um but yeah, I think I agree. I think Willie mentioned it, and I think we're all on it. The KKR positioned themselves very nicely this year. Maybe haven't even found their best formula yet, but are really hanging around for one of those top four positions. Um, let's move on. Fifth place, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Um, seven games, three wins, four losses, a positive net run rate. Um, an interesting week for them uh, since we last spoke. They lost to Rajasthan yesterday. Um, uh, they beat Kings Eleven convincingly. Um, and you know, one one lost one. That's about right in this year's IPL. Um, their 201 for six came um, massively thanks to Johnny Bairstow. 97 should really have got himself to a ton of 55 balls. But Zach, we, we were chatting when this game was happening that they should have scored a lot more, really. Yeah, they were kind of cruising towards like 230 to like more than that. I, I know it's mad to think that they were cruising towards it, but they were. When they only got 200, 206, you said they got like it was kind of a bit disappointing, and it almost yeah. felt like it almost felt like they were going to lose because they'd because that had happened and they weren't like because because that had happened and they looked like they were going to get way more, and because uh, they were playing Kings Eleven and Kings Eleven got have two really good opening batsmen, but yeah, Johnny Bairstow he kind of was spanking it all over the park. And then got into 90 and was just like, oh, wait a second, there's there's this big milestone coming. I better decide to get singles. And from that point, mm-hmm. it was just so obvious that he was not going to get to the 100. And he just started trying to nudge and nudge it around and then got out, of course. It was it was frustrating to see, but a good knock from him. And him and Warner have started to hot up a little bit. They've That's been the only time they've both kind of had a good knock together. And they were, you know, they were 160 for none before David Warner fell in the 15th over. Interestingly, since we last spoke, Kane Williamson, who someone tweeted was um, your teacher at a rave or something like that, um, when when you put him in the IPL, 20 off 10 and 20 off 12 in two separate um, innings, both not out. So helping his average. Um, Coming in, it's like four and five. So he's the kind of guy that's going to get pushed down the order the longer that Bairstow, Warner and even Manish Pandey go on. Um, I'd like to talk about Rashid Khan, please. Um, I'll come to you, Will. How good is he? It, it's insane. Um, we sort of knew this and he took three for 12 against Kings Eleven. Um, he got hit around by a bunch by Morgan in the World Cup. And I was like, oh, is this the end of Rashid Khan? But I think since we've just agreed that Morgan's the only man in world cricket that can pick him. Um if you were a player, Will, would you just take his overs for 12, um, try and lose no wickets and kind of try and pick off the rest of the Sunrisers' attack? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> I think that's, that's the only way to play him. Mm-hmm. He's a slightly strange bowler in that he'll go for these ridiculous runs of getting loads and loads of wickets. But he also doesn't... He looks like a player who, who, more so than other spin bowlers in the IPL, he takes his wickets when people try and take him on. 
Um, and I, <laughs> given the rest of the Sunrise's bowling lineup, I'm not quite sure why people keep trying to do it. Um, possibly because they think he's had a slightly dodgy year and think they can go after him. Um, but yeah, I think when you look at the other bowlers that they've got in their lineup, there's literally no need to try and score 14 off a Rashid Khan over. Um, and yet people attempt it, and that's that's usually where he gets his wicket. Yeah, I think the, in the first few games, it seemed like teams had worked them out and that they would just, you know, not try and hit Rashid, and then they just go after the other ones. But th- at the moment, Rashid seems to be taking the wickets, and it means that the other bowl, the other bowlers kind of have a bit of a better go at it because they don't have the same batsman. You know, obviously they've got a new batsman, but they still, I, I don't know, like their, their bowling lineup is just just looks so average apart mm-hmm. from you know arguably yep. the best leg spinner in the world. That's what I was just looking at now, and I'm I'm looking at the 163 they conceded um, against Rajasthan trying to defend their 158, and Rashid Khan two for 25, and then. You know, none for 32 from Sandeep Sharma, two for 37 from Khalil Ahmed, um, none for 22 from Vijay Sankar, and that was only off three. Yeah, there's just not a lot there that suggests you're going to, you, you know, bowl teams out quickly. And that's why I think you're right, Will, that playing Rashid Khan for 12 is perfect because, you know, you've got the rest of the bowling attack to pick off. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty clear where Sunrisers spent their money, and it's not on the bowlers. <laughs> Yeah, they've well, they've got they've got Mohammed Nabi, but he just isn't getting a game because they've got the three the three top order overseas players. For me, I mean, Kane Williamson's a great player, but not not so great in this format. I would give Nabi a go because Nabi, I think, is the highest ranked T um, Twenty all rounder. As a fantastic big hitter at the end, which is something Hyderabad don't have, and he's another decent spin bowler who could bowl in partnership with his countrymen, and could also. You know, gets he could probably benefit loads from uh, Rashid's really good economy. Could take the wickets. So I, I mean, if I was them, I'd that's what I'd do. <laughs> I'm totally with you on that. I think Williamson is just kind of wasting a position there. I know he's a good batsman and all that, but do you really want him coming in at three or four? Just there's got to be someone in your squad that can do that that allows Naby to come in. Surely he's offering you more than Kane Williamson. I know Kane Williamson can bowl a couple of illegal off breaks, but He's not going to bowl four overs, is he? So uh, he I'll just seems dispensable. I'll disagree with Dan slightly on that. In that we've seen with a number of different teams, like we we're seeing with RCB, they've got three top order players, two of whom need to play well. And Sunrisers are similar in that they don't have a huge amount of batting depth, but they've got, you'd probably say, the best opening pair in the IPL this year. But they haven't actually batted for that long together, Bearstone Warner. There have been a number of games where one of them has gone pretty early. So I think it is useful to have that third, if you like, the third bit of the opening partnership, just to make sure that you've always got two of them who can give you a score. Uh, that's a good point. And I think when Bearstone and Warner shine, Williamson then feels a bit pointless. But if one of them goes early, he can shore that up a little bit. Right. That makes a bit more sense. Um, uh, top four boys, you know, yes or no. You know, one-one lost one since we last spoke. They seem like that kind of team that aren't going to get on a run. I don't know. I'd nail them on top four. Whoa! I think Nailed. We, were, we we were saying off air. I might. I'll I'll happily hang my head in shame on this in a couple of weeks. I I have a cheeky bet on Sunrisers to win it all. Whoa! Win it all. I like that. I like a, a neck out on the line here on Cow Corner. Zach, are you going to stick your neck out that far? No. I mean, I really I really like the confidence. 
I, I have a lot of respect for it, but I, I don't. I mean, I can't see them winning it. Really, I can see them getting the top four, especially if they do what we've told them to do and bring in Naby. Then I can yeah. see them getting top four, but I can't see them. I can't see anyone other than Mumbai or Delhi winning it, which means inevitably CSK will win it. But uh, <laughs> that's the IPL. <laughs> So whoever the Sunrisers coach is, is it Andy Flower or is he at Kings Eleven? It might be Andy Flower. I think it is Andy. No, it's no, it's um, no, it's Trevor Bayliss. Trevor Bayliss, who definitely listens to Cow Corner. Let's, let's bring in Nabby. Come on. And I'm I'm on top four. I want to be in the top four. I quite like them. Um, but yeah, not winning. But I, I like that from Will sticking neck out on the line. Good luck to Sunrisers and thanks for listening, um, Trevor. Let's move on. Um, sixth place, Rajasthan Royals, tied with Sunrisers Hyderabad, played seven, won three, lost four, a net run rate of minus 0.87, leaves them in sixth. Uh, Will, your team, you're a big Rajasthan Royals fan. Talk me through, we didn't have you last week, so talk, talk, talk me through the whole season so far and how you're feeling as a fan and where's this going to go this season. Yeah, Rajasthan, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, they are the most frustrating team to watch this year as they are most of the time because when you go down on paper mm-hmm. it's so good and so exciting there's top order good batting great bowling there's depth there's contributions from role players there's the best meme player in the league in Tuatia. there's so much there <laughs> again you only need two of smith butler samson stokes now that he's got off a plane you only need two of them to turn up, plus contributions from elsewhere, and a decent bowling performance from Joffre Archer, and you should put yourself with a good chance of winning a game. And yet, they have managed to collapse in extraordinary fashion so many times this season. They won their first two games, had the opportunity to go clear at the top of the table by winning the third, managed to fluff that, then lost four in a row. <laughs> and probably, the, I think the most damning thing and the frustrating thing about Rajasthan this year is that even the games they've won, they've won because of Sanju Samson and Tuatia. They've not won because Butler and Smith had decided to turn up. Um, and that's despite some ridiculously good bowling from Joffre Archer at times. Um, so I don't really know what to make of them. I still think now that Stokes is in that lineup, you still look at it and with plenty of games to go, they could easily make it into top four and on the day put themselves with a chance of, of winning it. But they just look, so inconsistent and like they have not figured out how they want to play or what the plan is um but if if they've got the the, the strength on paper to turn it on and be a great team so i hope they can do that the frustration coming from you is fantastic to witness um you're really living and breathing this team and i think i'd agree because you know i support i'm a king's 11 fan but i don't, I don't really care that much you know they're not birmingham city or you know sussex cricket for example but I just want them to do well so badly and they just they can't put it together. And then, like you said, looking looking at his team on paper um, with Stokes Butler, Steve Smith as your top three. And then Sanju Sampson coming in and the evergreen Robin Utaper, who isn't as old as I thought, but looks it. Um, what a team. And then, yeah, how many extra runs per game is having a mean player worth, do you reckon, in Rahul Twatia? You know, is that worth five runs? Is that going to improve your net run rate? Because I do agree, having a mean player is huge. I mean, especially when he can hit 45 or 28 balls like he did against Hyderabad. Like, that's that's a pretty good meme player, if you ask me. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I really enjoyed yesterday the fact that it was Stokes and Butler opening the batting together. 
because we saw that in the in the West Indies test when England had to, were going to bat for about 20 overs yes, on the final day to try and set up a result. Seeing them come out together just was really great, even though Stoke played on uh, well after hitting five runs. Mm-hmm. But un, un, unsurprising, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really expecting big things from Stokes. I understand why they brought him into the side because you know they've not been great, and it was for Tom Curran and Tom Curran. It's been going for a lot of runs. His batting's been better than his bowling, even though he's more of a bowling all-rounder. And Stokes, I think he only bowled one over, and went for about seven, so that's okay. But you're not you're not backing Stokes to bowl four overs, really, are you? We know what his death bowling's like, and I don't ever want to see that ever again. <laughs> um, can I quickly talk about Joffre Archer and his um, bowling and? Firstly, that he's won himself a new Xbox. Did we see this on Twitter? So he said, he tweeted Xbox, how much, how many wickets in the IPL for a new Xbox? They responded saying, just one, David Warner. And he bowled him the other night. So that was fantastic fun. But Will, you mentioned this in your sort of summary of Rajasthan's season so far. He has bowled unbelievably well. He's been the highlight. And even in innings when they've conceded quite a few, he's been the one saving grace for their attack. He has, yeah. He went, he went for one ridiculous game where I think for his first three overs, he was something like two for six um, and then had one slightly dodgy fourth, um, but still pretty much a match-winning performance from him. Um, again, I think they've not quite worked out where they want to play him, mm-hmm. um, partly because they haven't got other great pace options to go to, so you sort of want him everywhere. So if they're up to struggling, they'll bring him in and use all of his four by the 17th. Um, which is then a bit of a shame, and this is why they've got sort of spanked around a bit in the in the death. Um, but if they can get contributions from elsewhere in the bowling lineup, he has bowled unbelievably well for them. What, right, I'll, I'll be honest. Right, I've not watched that many Rajasthan games, unfortunately, over the past week. Um, since we last spoke, they've lost two and won one. Um, their most recent win was yesterday against Sunrisers. Um, Swatia's batting as a pinch hit has been unbelievable. What What's his bowling actually like? I'm just going to go off the scorecard here from yesterday's game. And he was none for 33 or four, uh, none for 35 or four. You know, his batting is th- unbelievable. What's his bowling saying this year? I think I think his bowling could be really important. Like we said about the pitches slowing down. I think Shreya Skopal is, is their kind of star spinner. And hopefully, I mean, he's he's been all right. He's, I think he started quite well, but I mean, didn't take a wicket yesterday. And Tawatia took a couple of wickets, I think, the other day when they lost. But I think they like if they bowl really well, then Rajasthan that could be the key to their to their kind of their comeback in this tournament. Especially if because obviously you've got Jofra Archer, the fantastic pace bowler. If the spin bowlers then come into it a bit more, I think maybe they could go for a late run at it. They're lacking a top quality spinner, without doubt. Do you think that's what's holding them back a little bit, Will? Stopping them winning a couple of these games that have been fairly close, actually? Definitely, definitely. And when you see players like Chahal and Rashid Khan bowl, and it's mm-hmm. very noticeable that that's what Rajasthan are lacking. Um, as well as, I bring Rahane back into the conversation a little bit, because he captained Rajasthan when Steve Smith was out last season. They let him go to Delhi. And now he sort of looks like exactly the type of player that would fit into that batting lineup really well. Because it means you don't have to... I mean, it, I love it as much as anyone when you when you throw Butler and Stokes out as an opening pair. Um, <laughs> but it 
you could open Rahane with one of them and have a, a little bit more control and then let players like Stokes do your big hitting deeper in the in the innings. I'm with you on that. And again, it's one of these teams that I want to do well because that opening partnership is lethal and what should be lethal. Hopefully it gets going. I, I can't really blame Stokes for starting a bit slow. And I'll be, I will be surprised if he shows up at all in this um, IPL for you know all the personal reasons he's got going on in his life. But I, I hope he does and I hope Rajasthan do well. As a fan, Will, you sounded frustrated but optimistic. So top four, yay or nay? I've said nailed on top four four times. So you said nailed on top four I'm for six different say <laughs> No, I didn't say KKR. I don't like KKR. I think KKR are bang ordinary. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'd 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 love to say yes. I think they might make a run at it late, but but no, dropping short. Yes, I'm with you on that, Zach. You nodding? Yeah, I, again, I'd love to see them do it, but I just can't. I can't see them doing it unless Butler. Butler really needs to, you know, pull it out and do it consistently. Hit 70 odd, but in a losing cause. And Steve Smith's not looked great. I feel mm. like he's he's a bit out of Nick and has just yep. gone out and hasn't tried to play himself back into Nick. Has gone. Well, you know what? I'm just going to try and hit every ball for six because that's. I mean, like he seems to think that's what he's good at, and obviously an amazing player, but that isn't his strongest suit. It's strange with Smith. My, my flatmate said the other day that he bats so unorthodox and so weirdly all of the time that when he's playing well, when, sorry, when he's playing poorly, it looks really bad. But you're not quite sure whether that's because he's completely out of nick or whether that's just how he bats and it's not quite working. That's such a good point. Did anybody, did everybody see the video of him playing his guitar this week? Um, oh, one of the Christ. funniest things I've seen, someone tweeted um, the scene from the UK office where David Brent, brings his guitar in and Martin Freeman goes to the camera he bought this from home and then it cuts to Steve Smith I think maybe he's been practicing more of that than been in the nets but I also saw a good tweet from Joffre Archer saying um, who's that shadow batting above me I think you could hear some tapping on his ceiling in the hotel so Steve Smith's clearly still at it but perhaps not in his, his finest form at the minute um, yeah we'd like to see them play well but probably not top four for them let's move on to the Chennai Super Kings um, they've had a bit of a mare since we last spoke uh, played seven, won two and lost five, a net run rate of minus 0. 0.5. Um, just a bit of a chaotic team, really, aren't they? I can't put my finger on what's going wrong other than MS Dhoni. just seems... I, I'm so confused by MS Dhoni. Can we come mm-hmm. on to MS Dhoni to start, please, boys? Just, just tell me what you think of him and what he's doing this year. I can't think of an educational question to give you there. Just tell me what you think. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, he, it's been the story of his last 18 months, really. Um, in some ways, I'm surprised to see him play this tournament because he didn't have a great time at the last World Cup. He seemed like he just didn't have whatever it was, the, the energy or the strength mm-hmm. or the effort to put into a limited overs game of, of doing that role of going for, you know, 25 off six, which is what the IPL commentators still keep seeming to believe in him to do um he just comes in ambles um which is which is a real shame and really hard to see from someone who grew up watching the india side with him being a legendary figure um it's just kind of sad to see um i think the the interesting thing with both of the two bottom teams is they're kind of in contrasting places where chennai have just stuck with the players who have been there for the last several sort of going on 10 years 
Kings Eleven have tried to move on. They've sort of stopped playing Gale and let Ashwin go and sort of promoted some youth and tried to redevelop, and that's also not gone well. So they're, they're both in, in transition. Um, I, I'm, I have a lot more respect for the Kings Eleven path of doing it because at least they're trying something new. Um, Chennai, I think, are going to they're going to struggle the rest of this year. They'll probably struggle next year when they let Donny go and try and rebuild. Um, I just think they're at the end of their cycle, really, and there's not much more to them. I I like that analysis. I think they're sort of they're a bit like if I was using an NFL analogy and they've got an old quarterback and you know their running backs a bit old as well and you know they're going to be in a rebuilding process very soon. It's just a shame to see them hanging on so mm-hmm. desperately to some of these players. I feel well. Firstly, a fascinating stat is that CSK have chased every game this IPL, um, successfully winning you know two of them. The first game against Mumbai Indians. And then the crazy game against Kings Eleven, where um, they chased down 178 without losing a wicket in 17 overs. Since then, since we last spoke on the podcast last week, um, they lost to KKR in a game they should have won. Um, Zaki can speak about this in a second, and then couldn't chase down 160 or 170 against RCB. I just watching them chase is so frustrating now, mostly because they've done it so much, it's becoming boring. But you know. Is that a tactic or is that just plain luck on losing the coin toss? I think it's a tactic. I think uh, Donny loves to chase and they always, like you said about the commentators, Donny loves to take it deep. And <laughs> Donny taking it deep at the moment is going for a runner ball. And But, you know, they're still in it. He's not losing his wicket, but they're going at a runner ball. The run rate's rising, but they're taking it deep. And that seems to be the only thing is the game isn't over by the like the penultimate over but you know it basically is it's like oh he's taking it deep though they, they need 50 off the last two overs but you know Donny's done what he does he's taking it deep and you know Donny obviously he's a legend but he hasn't I mean I do feel like this year he is going to have one performance though where commentators will be right for once because they seem every, <laughs> like we said every single game he's going to win it for them it Donny's still there. When Donny's still there, anything's possible. These are the, these are the common sound bites we're hearing all the time. But yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they do the rebuild because I, I think they're just gonna, you know, they're gonna sign they're gonna sign Rohit Sharma when he's you know a bit old. They're gonna start they're gonna sign Kieran Pollard. <laughs> uh, they'll start signing you know everyone else's players when they when they offload them so they can keep up their average age. Shane Watson, by that account, has probably got five or six more years in him then at the top of the order. Um, Just to to illustrate that point, by the way, if you were to Google Chennai Super Kings players, among the first ones to come up, who are are notionally still in and around the squad, even though one of them is retired, Suresh Ryan and Harbhajan Singh, who's about 50. (laughs) I mean... Harbhajan, they announced Harbhajan, oh, he's not going to play. So I was like, what, why is that an announcement? No, it's Daniel Cumbley. That doesn't shock me too much. I think they just want him around, but I mean, <laughs> move on. It's It's been such a fascinating season for them. And I think it, what annoys other commentators that you've said this, Zach, you just with this point, is that CSK could have need to get 50 off the last three, the last two, and the commentators won't call the game dead. Now, there's been a few games not involving CSK. They've been very one-sided. And they've kind of let those games go. But as long as Donny's there, as long as CSK are batting, there's always a chance. And it's really winding me up because it's not going to happen. And if it does happen, that'll just give them more fuel, won't it? So they're, they're a frustrating team to watch. And I, Watson, 
I liked Watson. He would have been in my fantasy team if I could have worked out how that will work. Um, <laughs> but he's just looked awful this year. Um, apart from that random 180 stand against you know a terrible Kings Eleven bowling attack. Yeah, I can. I can just. I've got. I've just had a horrible thought in my mind of Kevin Peterson going on a monologue about the amazing Donny and how he's done it again. <laughs> I can just. I've just just had a horrible. I've, I've heard it in my head. And he's going to go off on a big tangent about how Donny, he's a legend and he's he's shown the world that he can still do it. And this is what we know, what, what we've grown to love over the last 20 years of Mahanja Singh Dhoni. <laughs> all the cliches coming, like just like verbal diarrhea, just coming out all at once in a hot mess. Um, yeah, I think we're all kind of angry at CSK, aren't we? I think they're my least favourite team this year. Will, I mean, are they yours or is it KKR? KKR, my least favourite. Okay, where's um, CSK? Where's CSK? They're, they're a close second. Yeah, good. Well, not no top four for them, right, lads? We're not having it. No, no. they're gone. Excellent. Excellent. Look forward to the rebuild, though. Good luck, lads. Finally, um, Kings Eleven. Jeez, I'm I'm a Kings Eleven fan in air quotes. That they're my team. I follow. Um, same with Glenn, who um, can't with us at the minute, but is still badly editing um, all this nonsense, which is very, very kind of him. Um, so we're struggling at the minute, me and Glenn. We don't really know what's going on because our opening batsman, uh, the top two run scorers so far, K.R. Rahul and uh, Mayank Argawal, and they look unbelievable. And then just the bowling attack just just sucks it, we, we spoke about this perhaps more politely last week Zach but it just sucks isn't it it's awful there's, there's, there's nothing going on there that can defend any kind of total yeah so I mean uh, I think yeah their, their bowling's not great but I was, I've actually noticed just how many good death bowlers are there a tournament I feel like there's about five and mm. four of them play for two different teams so there's Rabada, <laughs> Nokia Bolt and Archer. I feel like they're the only five people who seem to be able to bowl in the last four overs. Yeah. I think they would have thought they'd got one of the good ones because they brought in Chris Jordan, but he's not been great. And Glenn Maxwell's been awful with both bat and ball. So there was a fascinating game um, where Kings Evan played KKR. Zach, you dubbed it the the Cow Corner Derby, which is very suitable. We'll add Rajasthan in there now, Will, when, when all these teams come to play each other again. Very good. And again, um, Kings Eleven should have had that in the bag. Great opening partnership from Mayank and Rahul. Little collapse. Puran got himself out. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, and then Maxwell had to hit six off the last ball, and it fell, you know, literally millimeters mm. short and hit the rope on the half volley. It wouldn't have been a deserved win because they should have cruised that um, and they probably lost the Super over anyway. Uh, yeah, it's just been such an awkward season for them with two um, opening bats with such good nick. So they, they lost the first game to a Super over um, against the Delhi Capitals and then you know thrashed uh, RCB and just lost every game since. Um, and they got RCB. The next three games are RCB, Mumbai and Delhi. So you know, the top three. So it's a really rough run in for them and top four looks a long way away. Um, Will, would you be dropping Maxwell from this side or has he got a knock in him? Oh, he's definitely got a knock in him. I mean, he, as you said, he came within about half an inch of winning that game for them. Yeah, it was um, so close. Which was, yeah, hard to watch. Um, I don't know, Kings 11 are a weird one. I sort of, I hear your, I hear your thoughts on the bowling and about Maxwell's performances, but there are still at least you'd probably say two or three of those games they quite easily could have won. Yeah. 
their top order has been the most consistent opening pair in the whole IPL, the one and two best batsmen. Mm-hmm. They, they, it, the bowling lineup isn't sort of, there's not nothing there. You've got Mohamed Shami, Cottrell, who's taken wickets, Arshdeep Singh, who hasn't looked terrible, Chris Jordan to come in. I sort of, I wouldn't feel too despondent if I was a Kings Eleven fan. I think we, we probably had too many games this season now that, that top four's probably gone. Um, you, you can write off this season. Mm. But on another day, plenty of those games could have been turned into wins. Um, and I think looking ahead to next season, if they kept the bulk of this lineup to add, together, maybe managed to add some death bowling. It's, good. It's, a, it's a really good team, the Kings Eleven have got there. Yeah, they're like a really good, bad team, aren't they? I've enjoyed watching them. They're not like ugly or hard to watch like CSK or Rajasthan in the, on the frustration level. So, you know, it's not been a total write-off from that point. I think you're right, actually. Next season could be a good one for them. I think Rahul's just kind of blown my mind how good he is. I wasn't ready for that kind of content. But then, Zaki mentioned a few podcasts ago how he's got the international T20 test and uh, ODI 100. And, you know, that kind of class is really showing at the minute. Yeah, I think he's a class player. I think, like like you say, if they keep the bulk of this, this team together, especially like Nicholas Poran, like he's still so young and looks like another... The Indian batsman who can take the IPL by storm hasn't quite done it yet, but really excited for the future for him. Just get Maxwell to play like Maxwell mm. can, mm. then and yeah, get and well get Chris again, get Chris Jordan to play like Chris Jordan can. Like you look at the, as I mean, I feel like if you look at any of these teams on paper, they all look very good. But they're another team that looks like it looks quite balanced on paper. They've got a really powerful middle order there. They've got fantastic openers and they've got Shami and Jordan are two great bowlers so you'd expect better they've been given the balanced seal of approval from Zach so I'm hopeful for next year but again it's not a top four um, for them unfortunately I think we all agree on that if we could then lads to wrap up we are what game are we into game they played seven each is that halfway are we now halfway they play 14 games Just about halfway yeah. perfect what are our top fours uh, and in no particular order if you'd like if that's a bit too stressful for now because I have just chucked that on you can you give me, and I'll go last, obviously, to hear what you have to say. Um, give me your top fours um, as they will be this time in about a month or whenever it's done. Will, you go first, mate. You have locked the four in, I think, across this episode. I, I, I think I have, and I'll do, I'll do them in order for you if you want them. Oh, go on, yeah, yeah. I'll go one Mumbai, yeah. two Delhi, yeah. three RCB, and four Sunrises with Rajasthan as a, as a five, just heroically falling short. <laughs> Go on then, Zach. Follow that, mate. So I'm going to go. I mean, the top three is the exact same, but I'm putting Rajasthan in at fourth. Oh. I back the English boys. Thank you, and Zach. I don't. I don't think. I don't think my. Uh, I don't think my boys, Kolkata, are going to do it because they, like we said, they they won two this week, but they haven't deserved to win either of them. So I think that one out, and Rajasthan are going to get a bit more luck. I, I'm going to mirror Wills exactly. I just don't quite think Rajasthan are going to do it, but I agree with you that the KKR are uh, a false team at the minute. They're, they're frauds. They shouldn't be where they are. So when it comes down to it in a few weeks' time, there's no way that's going to that's gonna be the case. Um, we'll come back in a month when KKR are champions then. <laughs> imagine, imagine the scenes. Um, so we'll be back next week to chat more about the IPL, to keep up to date with the, the, the carnage that is the IPL and the chaotic nature that Will described. Hopefully there's a few more Cow Corner derbies in there. I'm sure at some point KKR will play 
uh, Rajasthan and 11, Kings Eleven will play. Um, that, that must be in there at some point. I'm not going to bother looking. It will take too long. Um, but anyway, um, it's been a cracking roundup, boys. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, will down in London. Thanks so much for speaking to us, and you know, good luck to Rajasthan. And maybe they'll come fourth. Who knows? Thank you. Thank you very much. And Zach, good luck to the KKR. And let's hope. Um, well, I'd like to see him in the top four, but we, we don't think that. But let's see how they get on this week. Thank you so much for joining me, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see them in the top four. I just can't see it happening. But yeah, you're a real, you're a real, you're a realist. I, I respect that. I respect that. So yeah, we'll be back next week for more Cow Corner. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.